2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I hear Snoop Dogg say, man, look here, man, them streaming, you stream a billion, and man, you ain't really making no money. What's
4: your thoughts on streaming? They gotta be making money, because right. they're giving me money. There's some money in that shit, some real money. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Wanna slice, got the roll the dice, that's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Yeah, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Wanna slice, got the roll the dice, that's why all my life I've been grinding all my life.
3: Hello, welcome to another special edition of On the Road with Club Shay Shay. I am your host, Shannon Sharp. I'm also the proprietor of Club Shay Shay, the guy that's stopping by for conversation and a drink today, is one of the most influential and well-respected artists of his generation. He's loved by millions worldwide. Your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. He's a hip-hop A-lister, a Grammy Award winner, gold and multi-platinum songwriter, record producer, businessman, humanitarian, father, UK-born, ATL-raised, a bona fide
4: superstar, 21 Savage.
3: How was that intro? You like the intro? Did I leave out anything? I I mean I, I got got less time. I can add some more.
4: I ain't never heard no intro like that. I like that. Intro. I
3: appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah. You know, anytime you stop by, convers- have a have a conversation with a on Club Shasha. I got you a little drink. This this is me drink. right here, and uh, cause I want to toast the album, bro. Uh, that's you right there. American dreams.
4: Yeah. It's good, but I don't drink. You don't drink? At all. You just did that for me? I appreciate yeah,
3: that, bro. Yeah, good yeah, looking. That you. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and see code SHANNON. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SHANNON. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com/slash-basketball-terms. You was born in London. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you migrated came to the U.S.? Like,
4: six turning seven.
3: So do you remember a whole lot about being in London?
4: I remember, like, small things, but not, like, a lot. Like, little small, like, going to my grandma's house. Right. Like being with my mama. Uh, I remember, like, going to the stoves, like, across the street. And then, like, on my mama's side of town, it's, like, this shit called a high street. Okay. And it's, like, a street just full of stoves. I remember, like, walking over there. But I remember more like from when we went back and visited. Okay. Type, because we went back once to go visit when I was a little older. So Mm -hmm. I remember that more than I remember like stuff while I was there, like when I was younger.
3: When you, did you have very many friends? Do you remember friends when you were growing up? You say you left at six or seven. So did you have very many friends?
4: I just had family, like cousins, Mm -hmm. like a lot of cousins. (laughs) Yeah, so I ain't really need
3: no friends. So your family, your, your mom moved you here of all the places in the U.S., why ATL, you think? I don't know. I ain't never asked. You that. never you never asked her, like, mom, not New York, not Chicago, not L.A., not Detroit, Atlanta.
4: I ain't never asked her that.
3: Oh, God. Do you think about how different your life might have been? Had you gone to one of those places or Chicago or New York or Detroit or someplace other than the east side of Atlanta?
4: Damn. Nah, I ain't never thought about that.
0: <laughs>
3: oh God. <laughs> you were just so you were just happy to like okay. So you get here, you get settled in. So obviously you're in a new London is very very. So
4: is London? I'm assuming London is very different than Atlanta. It is, but it ain't though. Really? To me, because it's like it, it looked different. Okay. But it's the same shit. Okay. You see what I'm saying? It's like I like when I came over here. Like, I have family, too. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you just around family. Oh, so your mom, so you, you had relatives in Atlanta? Like, my mama friends, they moved with us. So okay. So a lot of people that I grew up with, oh, I okay.
3: moved. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't like you were just, like, moving to a, by yourself, like, just you and your yeah, mom. Nah. You had a, a, a large contingent with you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so did that make the
4: transition a lot easier? I ain't know about no transition. <laughs> I'm just a child. I'm right. just with my mama. You right. know what I'm saying? So. Right. So how
3: how soon did you get acclimated and how soon did you make friends once you got to Atlanta?
4: Um, like, quick. Like, it was this, this boy named Skinny. Mm-hmm. He had got killed, though, like a couple years ago. Wow. But that was like the first person I met that like ended up being like my best friend. Okay. Like growing up, they used to stay like, we stayed in the upstairs apartment. He stayed directly under us. Okay. And his mama, like, we was bad as hell because it was six of us. Well, right. back then it was like four of us. Okay. So we used to be jumping up and down, running around. And he was the youngest, but his siblings was, like, way older than him. Okay. And, like, so they house was quiet. They got plastic on their couch, all that. So, like, when we used to make noise, his mama would grab a broom and hit the hit the roof. <laughs> <out there. laughs> So we ended up getting cool, hunt. His mama and my mama ended up getting real cool. Okay. And I used to like stay at his house, he used to stay at my house. Like I still talk to his mama all the time. Wow. Yeah. Your
3: yeah. your family, your background, you're thinking you're reading really your mom was from the Dominicana, your father was uh from no, St. Same-
4: no, Dominica. Dominica. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not not Dominican Republic.
3: N- Dominica. Yeah. And so how much of the tradition from when you came to from London? Did you guys bring with you? So, where did you matriculate into East Atlanta rather, rather, rather seamlessly? Like, because you say you got a big, you got six, like four, four boys and no,
4: three boys and three girls, three girls, three boys, okay, and your mom, yeah, and then my little sister, them daddy, he Jamaican, okay, and what you mean like, like food wise? Yeah, as far as yeah, yeah, my mama cook, okay, for sure, yeah. So how soon did you start eating
3: some of you know, cause they get they got the moxtail, they got the smother pork chops, mother chicken. How soon were you started eating that opposed to what you were accustomed to eating?
4: I think like that came with like like making friends. Okay. Like when I used to go spend the night at my friend's house. Like growing up I ain't never I wasn't allowed to eat pork. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. But like other stuff, like when I go to my friend's house, Spend a night as a, like, when I was younger, mm-hmm. i eat whatever they cook. Right. But I ain't started really, like, just picking what I want to eat right. until I was a little older. You feel what I'm So when you went back home you're
3: like, Mom, my friends, they cook this. They, her mom, her, uh, their mom cooked this. You think you might be able to
4: cook that? Did you tell your mom that? Nah, hell no. Nah. <laughs> I ain't telling my mom no shit like that. <laughs> hell no. Nah. she wasn't trying to hear that, huh? I know she wasn't trying to hear right. it. I ain't even finna try it. Right.
3: Did... <laughs> Did your mom share with you that you guys were leaving London, coming to the U.S., or did you just guys just up and leave? Did you know you were leaving?
4: I don't really remember. Like, okay. I just remember it's, like, so long ago. Right. So I'd be trying to really think about the story, but I'm I'm sure my mama told me where we was going, for sure. Right. Because I was six. Right. But I just don't remember, like, that conversation. But I right. know it had to happen. Right. So do you remember, you
3: just remember getting on a plane, didn't have no idea where you was going. You just know you were leaving London.
4: Yeah. Right. Because I think at first it wasn't a stay thing. Oh, okay. She was just coming to visit? Right. Okay. I think we was coming to visit. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to fuck the story up neither because my my mama know the story. Right. Okay. I think it was like, let's see. We want to move here, but we finna go see if we don't like it. We're going to go back. Right. Type shit. Okay. And then we just stayed. Right. So clearly she liked it. Yeah. What about you? Did you like it?
3: Or you were just going along with the flow? You really didn't have a choice in the matter because you're five or six years of baby. So if you didn't like
4: it, you were stuck anyway. You're going to just adapt. I liked it, though. Okay. Okay. I liked it. Like, it's hot. It ain't cold all the time. Right. I remember, like, playing outside, like, doing the same shit that I used to do, like, when I used to go, like to my grandma's house on my daddy's side. Mm-hmm. Like we we're planning neighborhood go like it was the same shit. Right.
3: So what was it like? I mean cuz all of a sudden they got these these new this new family comes in and I'm pretty sure you probably had an accent. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. So now you are on the east side of Atlanta. Yeah. You got an accent.
4: How would how receptive were the kids to you? They used to te- I got in a fight on the first day of school. I, oh god. They from used, the jump? Yeah, they they was used to tease me. Okay. Like, I went to Dunell Elementary. That was the first elementary school I went to. Okay. So, we get to the, I get on the bus or whatever. They start talking to me. So, they making fun of me on the way to school. Okay. So, we get on the bus to go home. They making fun of me on the way home. Okay. So, we get off the bus. Like, one of the, one of the older dudes, like, his little brother was the main one. So, the older brother was like, like, um, said something like, basically like, shit, fighting. So we get off the bus. I beat them up. So the girls, all the girls, they run and tell my mama. Okay. At the door. So I. Your sisters. No. Or, or the, no, or the, or no kids the kids in the neighborhood. Kids girl. in the neighborhood. Okay. So they run. They tell my mama because they start. I I really was kicking a lot. They start calling me Taekwondo kid. <laughs> and my mama. It's a true story on my mama. Okay. So. So I they um they run and tell my mama. So I I'm trying to drag my feet to get home now. Right. So I walked to the door. She grabbed me by my ear, pulled me in the house because the girls were still there. Right. Telling her the story when I got there. So she, I just remember her grabbing me by my ear and then like throwing me in the house like type right. shit. And then that was it. I ain't get in, in, on punishment. You anymore. ain't get no punishment? Nah. She didn't ask you what started it? Uh-uh. So you, so... I Not from my memory. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. She probably did though. Right. But from what I can remember, I just remember getting pulled. You know, you only remember the parts you remember. Right. I just remember the ear like. So, what do
3: you think was the biggest? Obviously, you're very young, so you haven't experienced a whole lot. It's not like you're coming here, you're 13 or 14. So, you haven't had a whole lot of, uh, uh, you're five or six years of age. I think you're seven at this time. Yeah. So, is there a big culture shock? Do you notice anything different about being in London as opposed to being in East Atlanta? The most shit
4: that I like, that I used to like. What I remember changing Mm -hmm. was the size of everything. Okay. Like, I remember, like, in London, like, our bathrooms would be, like, this big right here. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Then I remember, like, we was still, we was in the hood on the east side, too. Right. But it was just, like, a size different. Like, like, at my grandma's house in London, I could touch both sides of her house like this. Wow. You feel what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? But over here, it's, like, more space. Right. I remember that. And I remember getting in a car to go everywhere. Right. And London, we used to take the bus and the train like mm-hmm. everywhere. I remember like be- we always was in the car when we got
3: here. So you had an accent, I'm assuming. Where, so where did you fall in the ranking as far as your siblings? I'm the oldest. You're the oldest. Yeah. OK, so I'm assuming. You, so, you, man. So if you're seven, that means you got three brothers and three sisters. That means, man. You got some babies. You got yeah, some. Yeah, they some... was
4: three. Like, because it's a it's a 3 years age gap between me and my little sister. Okay. So if I was seven, she was probably like three turning four. Right. And then my little brother was still a baby baby. Right. And then the other three was born in America. Okay. Feel what I'm saying? Right.
3: Yeah. Right. So did you see, feel a sense of responsibility because you are the oldest? You, you, I mean, even though you're a child, you like, you're the oldest male. And so do you feel some type of responsibility that you needed to like, okay, I need to be the man of the house, even though I'm only seven years old at the time.
4: I think so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I was naturally like a protector type Mm -hmm. shit. Yeah, for sure. So what did your
3: mom, what did your mom think about that? So the type of relationship that, because like you said, you're the oldest, your mom is in a new, in a new place. And granted, there are a, a community that came with you, but you the protector because you like, OK, I got to look after my mom. I got to look after my brother, my sister. Did did your mom tell you anything about that or you just
4: instinctively took that on? I think it was just like instinct for the most part. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like it's just in my personality too. like just like take care of everything. I don't right. know why I'm like that, but I think just naturally, like I developed that because like. My whole life, I've been like that. Like, right. since I was old enough to, like, get out and do what I need to do, Right. I always, like, took care of my mama and right. my siblings and shit. Right. Yeah. Do you
3: feel that... So was your, when you were in London, do you remember much about your dad being around?
4: Yeah, I remember my daddy used to come get me, like, every weekend. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I used to be over there. Because that's, like, where a majority of, like, my cousins was at. Right. On my, on my mama's side... Only got like like three, four cousins. Okay. But on my daddy's side, it's like 30 of them. Right. So that's like, like my oldest cousin Taran, he in a wheelchair. Okay. I remember like following behind him a lot. Right. Feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's my daddy's side. Right.
3: So, so, you, so in other words, you really love spending time with your dad's side of the family because that's where all the cousins were. That's where you got an opportunity to
4: run and play and just have a good time. It was just deeper. deeper. But my mama's side, too, because, right. like, my cousins on my mama's side was bad as hell, too. Oh. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But it just went a lot of us. Right. Like, it was just me, Kyron, and Jerome. Right. We was the only boys on my mama's side. On my daddy's side, it was more, but it's well, if the same it's only th- shit, it's just different side. Well, see, if it's only three of y'all, the trouble is
3: only going three yeah, places. Yeah, oh, so God. it's you,
4: you, or you. Oh,
3: when the, your dad's side is about thirty of y'all, so you oh, can God. blame a whole bunch of people.
4: Oh God! <laughs>
3: <laughs> so growing up in the east side on that side of town, rappers Gucci man, Future, OJ the Juice Man, Rich Homie Kwan, Childish Gambino. Did you did you know any of those guys when you were growing up? You had no idea about these.
4: I seen Gucci before. Okay. Um. Yeah, I seen Gucci before, for sure. Right. I seen him at Church's Chicken before, like when I was real young. Right, right. Yeah. No, Miss Winters. I seen him at Miss Winters. Miss okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. Zone, I mean, the east side, that's zone six. There's a lot going on. Yeah. East side of Atlanta. There's drugs. There's a lot of killings. Did you, so what did your mom, did your mom try and shield you like, son, you can't be out this time of night? So what What did she tell you about the area that you, that you guys like, were going to call home now?
4: I don't, I used to be outside. So I don't remember like hers is like, the only time it'll be a problem is if I got in trouble in school. Right. But other than that, like, I wasn't like one of them, when the street, light come on kids. My mama used to let me figure it out. Cause in London, it's the same shit. It's, it's, it's damn near worse. Right. Cause it's like concrete everywhere. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's alleys, it's, it's the inner city. Mm -hmm. So in London, I used to be outside from what I, well, that was when we went back though. Right. Like from before then I don't remember being outside okay. that much. But so like, nah, she just used to let me like let you like, figure it out. Figure it out. Then I used to be with Skinny. Okay. Well, his real name, Aaron. Okay. I used to be with him and he was older than me. So he was like my big brother. Right. And like, so as long as I was with him, she would give me a little more freedom to do shit. Right. Like, as long as he watching over you, you good. Did you always gravitate
3: towards older guys?
4: Yeah, I always hung with like, People older than me, for sure.
3: Because you felt you were more mature than, guy, than, than young guys your age.
4: Yeah, for sure. Because I was older. I, I had to be—I'm the oldest. Right. So you naturally, like, a little more mature than mm-hmm. you have to be, because if you're not, you're going to get in trouble. Right. So how was the struggle when your mom moving here, obviously
3: in a different, in a different country? Obviously, times were diff- difficult for you guys. Did you realize— how difficult times were for your mom and your family.
4: Yeah, hell yeah. Like I remember when we first moved. Um, you be smoking cigars on here, don't you? you go, hey, take off. All right. This your just your joint. Let's go ahead. <laughs> but I remember like um when we first moved over here. Like before we moved to the neighborhood where I went to elementary school from. Okay. We moved to another neighborhood on the east side, and I remember like my mama and. Her nigga, well, her man at right. the time, <laughs> Okay, they used to sleep on the bottom bunk. Okay. And all of us used to sleep on the top bunk. Okay, We used to share, like, we shared an apartment with one of their friends. So okay. it was a two-bedroom. Okay, I, We didn't got evicted before. I remember we were coming home and our stuff was outside in front of the house. Right. Like, growing up, like, um, I ain't never had my own bedroom until I was probably, like, 15 years old or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I, we all shared a room. Like, for... Probably from like first grade till like sixth grade, we sh- I, it was, they had a room, my mama and her uh, man had a room, mm-hmm. and me and all my siblings had a, one room okay. in a two-bedroom apartment. Then like, I don't know what happened, they got a little motion, and then we moved in the same apartments, but we used to call it Cross the Bridge. It's like the other side of the neighborhood. Right. And we had got a three-bedroom. So okay, then, okay. The boys had their own room, and the girls had their own room. And then I met my other big brother when I moved over there, Vars. Right. They stayed under us. They mama used to do the same thing. Oh, man. Oh, God. Get the broom and bang the roof. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. But for sure, it was a struggle because, like, she my mama couldn't get no job or right. no, no driver's license she couldn't get food stamps she couldn't do none of that shit right. so you know it's a struggle right so she's basically working
3: any job that she can get maybe you know maybe cleaning floors maybe yeah. in the kitchen or doing things of that nature trying to make ends meet yeah. to put food on the table and a roof over the head for the kids the
4: one job i remember her having she ain't, i don't think she never like did like no cleaning floors type shit but the one job i remember ha- her having was like a daycare and they used to pay them under the table. Right. I remember hearing them conversations, though, like being nosy,
2: because
4: mm-hmm. I ain't even supposed to know that as a child. But I right. remember hearing them talk about it. Like right. That. And she, um, she used to work at, all of them used to work at the daycare, her, her man, and then the other families that I told you who mm-hmm. move with us, they used to work there, too. And I, they used to pay them under the table like cash and shit. That's the only job that I remember, though. Yeah.
3: When you came home from school one day and you saw your family belongings outside, Did the ki- how did that make you feel? Did the kids make fun of you? Did you realize what was going on when you saw all of your belongings on the outside?
4: Yeah, because I didn't see it happen before. And I remember, like, we used to steal people's shit. <sighs> like, because I didn't see other people evicted. Right. Seen their stuff outside. And, like, all the kids, the badass kids, will be in the neighborhood walking around, see some shit, start going through that shit. Okay. So I just remember instantly thinking, like, Nobody better not touch my shit with me. <laughs> That's like the first thought. And I remember standing out there, but I remember like, I didn't really care about it that much because they put our shit out, but they, we instantly moved to a bigger apartment. Right. So it kind of was like, it wasn't like we just, our shit was just out there and we were trying to figure it Before, out. Right. Feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember us moving to a bigger apartment, like instantly. Okay. Type shit. So what was, what was a typical meal in the household? Oh, we had food. Y'all had good food. You, not like steak and shit though. Like, Ramen, hot dogs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like that. Okay. Like we had the regular, you know, right. but not like I don't. I don't remember no time like where it just wasn't nothing to eat in the house. Right. Like, it's gonna be some bread. Right. We used to make like condensed milk sandwiches. Like then was like our struggle meal. Right. Like you take the you get the bread and the condensed mm-hmm. milk and mm-hmm. then you put it in like the little toaster. That okay. shit and you put it together that shit be good as fuck. Oh God you eat one of them now. Hell yeah, I will <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> Oh God, but like, you know hot dogs and noodles My mama used to make noodles stir-fry right ramen noodles, right? Um Curry chicken jerk chicken, all that type of shit. Did you you being the
3: oldest? Did you learn how to cook? Could you cook? For Sure? Because I'm, I'm assuming like a lot of times your mom probably was working and you had to take care of your brothers and sisters. So it was left up to you to probably cook the ramen or warm the food up yeah. so they could eat when you got home from school.
4: Not cook, though. Like the most my mama would make me do is like unthought of food. The meat. OK. Like take the meat out. I used to get my ass whooped if I forget to take the meat out. Right. And put because she don't play about the lemon. Like don't just sit it in the water. Put lemon juice in the water when you sit it in the water. So sometimes I take the meat out and just sit it in the water without no lemon i right. get in trouble. Okay. But she ain't never just made me cook, but we used to make our own little food that we wanted, right. like, so if my little brethren was hungry and they wanted, like, a pack of noodles, I'd make them some noodles or okay. some shit. right. Yeah.
3: Um. Obviously, we talked a lot about your mom. What, what's the relationship like with
4: your dad? Man, my dad in, like, a weird place because he got his side of how he look at it. I got my side of how I look okay. at it. Like. Like I, I kind of understand. Like, okay, if your child moved to another country, it, right. It's kind of hard, type shit. But from a child point of view, all I can do is go off the emotion that I felt as a child. Like I don't, I can't, I can't tell you how I would feel about it as an adult, right? Because the the hurt come from when I was a child. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like it's like me me whooping you. As a child and then expecting you to receive the pain as an adult. Like, right. Hell no. I, don't. I know how it felt when it happened. Right. I know I felt abandoned. That's how I felt. Right. I felt like I used to see like other kids in the neighborhood. Well, not in the neighborhood, but remember the family that I told you that moved with? Yes. Us? My, I had a f- friend Well, he liked my cousin, basically. Right. Rakim. Mm-hmm. He was in the same predicament. Like he was in another country with his mama was with another man now, a stepdaddy. And his daddy used to come visit him all the time, oh. buy him shit. Mm-hmm. So I used to be kind of jealous of, right. of what he had going on. Right. And so that's that's where a lot of the disappointment came from with my daddy. But my daddy was a good daddy to my siblings over there. All right. Like my little brother who died, mm-hmm. my little brother got killed. Right. On my daddy's side. Right. They was best friends. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? I got twin little sisters and I got another little brother. They all love my daddy. You see what I am So I can't just say, you know, bad daddy. Right. But with me, I feel like you didn't do what you was supposed
3: to do. The relationship that they have with him is not the relationship you have with him. Facts. Right. Because you saw, you said the family that moved with you, mm-hmm. you saw his mom, even right. though she was in a foreign country and she had right. ended up having another man. His dad still came over and would see him and buy him things. Yeah. And so did you explain that to your father saying, "Look, uh him, dad, he his mom is with someone else and he found it time to come over here and see him and buy him things and spend time with him?" Did you convey that to him?
4: Not as a child. Not as a, okay, but like my little brother died in 2020. Okay. And like that was me and my daddy first time talking in like 15 20 years type shit. Savage. I mean, you you didn't
3: you didn't reach out when like at like any high at high any time? point in time before that 15 years was up. Did you not reach out and try to have a conversation with your father?
4: Because like when when I turned 21, I got shot. OK. And my mama came in the, in the like while I was in.
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: The ICU, mm-hmm. she brought the phone. Well, I don't know if I was in the ICU. I don't know where I was at, but it was like fresh. It was right after I got to the hospital. Okay. And um my best friend had just died like, in the incident. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just remember being, like, mad. I was more mad than sad. So she tried to hand me the phone. But I remember telling my daddy, like, um, because my mama and her, my, like, my siblings, four of my siblings got the same daddy. I got my own daddy. And then my little youngest sister got her own daddy. Okay. So my mama was moved out here when she came out here the father of my four younger siblings Mm -hmm. he came like a little later okay and we all was together okay so when they had broke up how i took it was like i you ain't my daddy i gotta figure my own life out like Mm -hmm. i can't be up under your roof no more because my mama left right so i left so i remember communicating like to my daddy like your biological father yeah like like, I'm in the street at this time, but I'm telling him, like, i figure it out. Like, I don't expect you to just be able to just put me up in an apartment and just pay my rent every month. Like, but I'm like, can you contribute like a hundred or two hundred dollars and I'm going to figure the rest out? I'm probably like 16, 17 at this time. This like years before I got shot. OK. I remember communicating to him, like, can you help a little bit? Like, my mama ain't got you on child support. You don't really send no money like that. And it ain't no disrespect, like, because he went in, like, he be taking shit like me telling my story is like trying to down him. Mm -hmm. But this is my truth. This is what I remember. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Like, from what I remember, he wasn't really sending no money to my mama. Okay. And my mama wasn't just pressing him for no money because she had a man. Right. So, you see what I'm saying? So, I remember communicating that, and I remember, like, it not coming through. So, now I got to go extra harder in the lane that I'm in. Right. As a sixteen, seventeen-year-old, you feel what I'm saying, because mm-hmm. I gotta fend for myself down there. I gotta feed myself. Like I'm staying with friend, a friend, a friend. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So I remember feeling let down by that. On top of all the other times that I was let down when I was young and I wanted shoes or a phone or this or that, a new video game. You feel what I'm saying? So at a certain point, I remember like I got old enough to where it was like, I own I don't even care to talk. So that's how that build up came of me not talking to him about Mm him years. You feel what I'm saying? Right.
3: So in 2020, your brother gets lose his life, right? Yeah. At that point in time, did you think about putting everything else aside and try to reestablish a
4: relationship with the father? I did. And we got on the phone and he started doing some things that rubbed me the wrong way. Like, like just asking me for shit, like too early
3: and like. So at this point in time, you had already become what you become.
4: Yeah. In 2020, I'm 21 one seven. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of like fell back and then like, you know, like when I do interviews, these questions come up and I just, I'm truthful. So right. I think that might've rubbed him the wrong way. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? Type shit. Oh, okay, So (laughs) you went back,
3: your parents come, you come over here and you go back. So how long were you over here before you went back
4: for a month, two months, three months? We came out here. I was seven, six. I was six, turning seven. We went back the summer of sixth grade going into seventh grade. So however old you is. Okay. so probably. 11 12 yeah so probably like what five years Mm -hmm. we was over here five years because i know i know whatever it was it was right before the visa expired Mm -hmm. we went back and then renewed it okay type shit you go over there
3: with it did you remember anything about london because you had now you had spent just as much time in america as you had london because remember you five or six when you left yeah you stayed five six seven years here and you go back did did it seem
4: like home or did it seem unfamiliar to you it seemed like home like even like like even when i just went back for the first time in what i don't know how many years that is if i the last time i went when i when i was 12 and i just went last year when i was 30 that's what 18 years yes i still remember how to get to my grandma's house okay like because like it's a parking lot and you got to walk through to get to her house Mm -hmm. Like, I, I still remember how to walk to her house. I mm-hmm. still remember how to walk to the stove. Right. So it's like, I remember, I don't remember everything, but I remember, like, right. key, like, major parts mm-hmm. type shit. Once you get,
3: once you get over there, did you yearn to come back? Like, yeah, I like London, but the U.S.
4: is my home now. When I was young, when yeah. we went back to visit. Yeah. um, Yeah, I think I was ready to go home. Not like just in a rush, but right. it was like, all right. Now I miss my other friends. Right. Like, I miss y'all. We done kicked it. Now right. I miss. Um, Ready to go back. Yeah. So school, how were you in school? What type of student were you in school? I was an excellent student mm-hmm. up until the third grade. Okay. Like, I feel like, like, um, we was just talking about this last night. We was playing the game and they was like, um, spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> and it was crazy because I won the spelling bee in fifth grade spelling that same word. Wow, and I won the math competition that same year. Like, okay, so I used to get all A's, but like up until a certain point, I feel like when I when I found out, like really just realized, like I, no matter how good I do in school, I can't go to college because I'm an immigrant. I can't get a job. I can't get no driver's license. I feel like once that started to kick in, I kind of just gave up, like, okay. and just stopped caring. I used to go to school, fall asleep in class like just do all types of shit right so once you realize like man
3: as smart as i am math was won the math competition when the spelling bee i can only advance so far in school now i might need to try a different path yeah so you go on this so in school so how so how were the other kids towards you because you're smart Normally, kids they pick on kids that are smart. But I was the cool kid. Too. Oh, you was the
4: cool smart kid. Yeah. Okay. Cause I used to do bad stuff too. <laughs> I just had I just had good grades. <laughs> but I still used to skip, fight, right? Like do all the little mischievous things kids right. do in school. But I I was just smart. I'm right. still smart. Like, did you get bullied in school? No. Nah, I ain't really get bullied. I had issues with people. Right. Not just like you ain't finna just put my head in the toilet or take my lunch money.
3: No? no, right. So that's what it was. I mean the older kids trying to take advantage of you.
4: Yeah. And you like nobody oh, never tried to do that to right. me. I'm just saying, like, I'm not one of them kids. I was never one of them kids. Right. You ain't let nothing slide. Nah. My mama ain't even finna go for that. Right. Like I remember like getting tried in the neighborhood. Right. My mama them coming outside to fight with us. What? Where your mama at? Facts. Mom put it down like that? I remember one time, like, it was this lady. And my little sister used to be real cool with this lady daughter. Right. But I was just known as the bad kid in the neighborhood. Right. So somebody spray painted painted, fuck you all over her car. She had like a Lexus. Oh, man. The little bubble Lexus. Right. But it was like, it wasn't like the suit. It was just like a regular little Lexus. Okay. So she come straight to my door. My mama ain't home, though. Banging on the door. Where your bad ass at? Ooh, I know you did this shit. Ooh, so she come to the door. So my auntie was down the street. I guess my little sister ran and told my auntie. So my auntie come down. My auntie come down. By this time, they didn't call my mama. I remember my mama just smashing through the neighborhood in her minivan. I remember I had some scissors. I hadn't broke the scissors, so it was just one side of the scissors <laughs> right. like this. So my mama pull up, swerve, and she parked right in front of the lady building. So the lady out there. Um, the lady standing, like, on the car, like, with her back on the car. My mama jump out the truck. Bitch. Ooh. She done mushed the lady. What? So, oh, God. But the lady didn't want to fight. So my mama didn't really just mash the gas on the type shit. Oh, God. And me and my little brothers, you know, we deep. It's all of us. Then we got friends. Right. Like, and our friends, down there like our family. Like, we like, a, it's the hood. Like. Right. We damn near, like, this our side. Right. Like. So they all out there, like, ready. Like, they was going to beat her up. But she, she, she bit her tongue. And on my mama, I really didn't do the shit. Right. It really wasn't me who spray painted her car. Right. That's how, you know, reputation is... Your reputation preceded you. Oh, God.
3: Because you used to get into stuff and they just automatically
4: some if some oh issue went down, savage did it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was crazy. And I was innocent as a motherfucker.
3: So, you go to school, you end up getting kicked out of school because you brought a firearm to school. Yeah. What made you feel you need, what made you feel like you needed to bring
4: that fire on? I think I was just bad. Like we were, it was like some issues where a group of people from like another neighborhood mm-hmm. that we didn't really get along with was saying like they were supposed to be trying to fight us. Mm-hmm. And they was a deep was not number like five, six of us because right. all my friends are older. So they in high school. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Like the people that I hang with, that's like, I feel like is like me. It's only a few. It was like three of us, and then like I was just being bad. Really, I didn't really need to bring no gun. Right.
3: Where you get where you get the strap from?
4: Like this dude in my neighborhood had did something. and He hid it somewhere, and I knew where he hid it at. So. <laughs> so I sleep stole it. Right. Yeah.
3: And so someone tell. How did they find out that you had the piece
4: on you in school? Because when I got to school, it was an ISS day. So I started thinking like, I don't need, I don't want to just be, had this motherfucker on In me. In school suspension. Yeah. I ain't want to just have it on me all day. Like. Right. So I'm like, let me hide it. And it was this little bitch ass look. Like he ain't even really, I don't even really fuck with him. He just happened to be there while I'm hiding this shit. Oh man. Like, I ain't even thinking about this shit at the time. I didn't put this shit up under some leaves and some bushes and shit. So I guess they see us on the camera, but on the camera, they can't really tell who's doing what. They can right. see me and him right there right. doing something. I don't know how it happened, though, but they found it. They end up finding it. So they come get me out of ISS. With the, it was the school officer. His name was Valentino or Valencia or some shit. Mm-hmm. But he was a police officer, but school police. Okay. They come get me out of ISS. They walk me into the um, assistant principal office. But they know me like all the because, you know, like, and kids, this ain't for me. I'm not bragging about this, but when you bad as hell in school, right. you, you, you have a, a assigned counselor mm-hmm. type shit. And normally your counselor is one of the assistant principals right type shit. So all, I didn't have been counseled by all of them type shit. So they come get me out of ISS. They bring me in the, um, in the office. The nigga who was there while I was hiding and shit, he right there in the office. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. He, he done dived you out. I know what this about. So they bring me in the office. They're like, yeah, what what was in the b-? I'm like, I don't know. What y'all talking about? I don't know, nothing. I don't know. I wasn't doing shit. So I just sit there. Then I just, every time I used to get in trouble, I just get an attitude and get mad. And so I don't got to answer the shit. I just be like, man, bro. <laughs> just stop talking. So I stopped talking. So they, they like, all right, come on. They bring me back to ISS. So I'm like, oh, I'm straight. So I'm sitting at the ISS. They start calling like, you know, they be like buses, walkers, riders. Ooh, ooh. So everybody start going. So I get up off the rip. Like I'm, I ride the bus. Right. But they let, I think, either walkers or riders out first. Right. I get up as soon as the first one get up. So I'm walking out ISS. I'm walking out. you know, ISS in the trailers. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking down the hill. I see the school police, he walking towards me, he come get me, he cuffed me. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. But all I was worried about was my mama. It's like when you young and you get in trouble, you don't give a damn about nothing else, but what your mama no, you gonna say. Fake. Oh God, they cuffed me up. Took me to, um. they tried to do some fake, scare, scrape shit. They took me to um the big jail, the Cow County. Right. Um, But like, they used to like, I don't know how they do it now, but back in the day they used to book you in the big jail.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Not like put you in the big jail, but that like the juvenile facility was right there, but they'll take your pictures mm-hmm. and shit at the big jail. Right. So when they bring us in, I guess they told one of the inmates, like, start banging on the, the window or some shit to scare right. us. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? <coughs> yeah.
2: That
4: didn't work. No. <laughs> it's now. A big ass dough. What, right. what? You gonna bust through the door and do something to me?
2: <laughs> <on the>
4: <laughs> <laughs> so now.
3: They ban you. You cannot go to school in DeKalb County, correct? No, that ain't. that. That
4: I got on probation for that. You got on probation for that one, okay. Right. The next year, no, this, yeah, this this eighth grade, I'm doing good. I'm still on probation,
2: mm-hmm.
4: playing football right. or whatever. So I, I'm at the back of the bus with, with all the cool kids. Okay. We on the way to school. These niggas, it was this song when we was young called T-Bag the Mm-hmm. Man, these niggas in the back, they start beaming on the, the window. T-bad down. T-bad, they banging on the window. So people start throwing shit because we had a substitute bus driver. Oh man, just they start throwing paper at the bus driver. I'm just back there. I ain't really doing shit because right. I'm on probation, so right. I'm chilling, but I'm laughing and shit. Right. I think I was singing the song a little bit. Right. Man, they come get us. They treat us like we got down. There's some some serious shit. They come get everybody. Everybody who was in the back of the bus, they put us in the library. They had a, like, the, it was some girls who was, like, telling about mm-hmm. what happened. They got down. I think some of the boys was, like, grabbing the girls type shit. Right. Like bringing the girls back down, shit. Girls was sending on people laps and mm-hmm. just bad shit. Right. So they had some girls who started telling. Right. Like, they got in trouble. Like, if you don't tell who was doing it, we're going to tell your parents that you've been being fast back there. Right. So, goddamn... I just remember they had, we had like a, um, they used to call that shit like a hearing, a Mm -hmm. hearing in the library. They bringing all us to the window. They got girls lined up. We got to put our face at the window like the hell they like. (laughs) Yep. They said him. (laughs) They put my face. I ain't even did shit. They like, yep, him. (laughs) So when that happened by me being on probation Probation. already, that's when they kicked me out of school. Right. For that incident. So they lied on you. Hell yeah, they lied on me, man. You show—I sure? mean, you show—you sure had no—you had no involvement. I should no have never, I never been back there. Once they started doing all that you shit, you should have got and went to I the front. Got up and went to the front. Right. So they didn't really lie. I was back there. Right. I just wasn't doing all the the shit that they was doing. Right. So I was in the mix type shit. Did you have to go to juvenile detention for that? Mm mm. That was just like some school shit. Cause so, they like, nigga, you on probation. Right. You still don't know how right. to act.
3: So, shit. they inform your mom. That's when they kick you out of the yeah. right:
4: Yeah. So, they tell your mom. Yeah.
3: What'd your mom say?
4: I, I, I think that's the first time I really just got grounded. Like, well, you can't even leave the house. But I still was leaving the house. <laughs> <laughs> My mama know that shit, though. She know that shit. Because, yeah, I got grounded. Because, matter of fact, on God. So, boom. My mama, she ain't whoop me. By then, I'm too grown. Like, right. Ain't no whooping. So, she, I get home and shit. She like, you ain't leaving. You can't go nowhere. Sit inside the house, watch your little brothers and sisters type shit. Because at this time, my little brother Ruru, he was probably like two or some shit. Mm-hmm. So, I used to have to babysit. But my little sister, old enough to watch him too. Right. So, it was this little boy in the neighborhood. I ain't going to say it. I don't even remember his name anyway, but. He was like younger than me, so I'm outside. We at the park, the park like right behind our building. So we at, I'm at the park and shit. He walk up like, bro, I got some keys. I found some keys to this lady car that live in the next building. So I grab the keys, I take the keys. I'm like, what car it is this? He show me the car. I'm like, all right, all right. So I don't supposed to be outside. No. So got down, I go get the car. I crank it up. I'm like, oh shit. He's Have you ever driven
3: a car before?
4: Yeah, my oh, mama, my okay. mama, my mama shit. The Minivan. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I'm like, oh shit, this the real key. So I jump out, I jump out, I, I, I walk out, I walk back to the park. So you know how when you're young and you're doing something bad, you always need somebody with you to yeah. do it too. Like you ain't going to just do it by yourself. Right. So I forgot who it was. It was somebody. Oh, it was, it was my partner. I forget his name. Terry, he used to live across the bridge, though. He was spoiled, though. He was the only child. They, right. they lived in the townhouse. Okay. So I used to kind of like be jealous of him, but I used, so I used to fuck with him, too. He used right. to have all the games. Right. Unlimited snacks.
2: <laughs> oh,
4: God. So I went and got Terry. <coughs> I got a car. I got a hot box. That's what we call like a stolen car. Like, right. I got a box. I got a box. So I go get him. We go get in the car. So we driving around the neighborhood, spinning like swerving oh, yeah. like doing burn not burning right. out but just like drifting right so i go park the car we jump out we go back to the park again we chilling probably like 30 minutes go past i'm like shit let's go ride let's go ride so goddamn now i feel like i done mastered the car so now i'm trying to do extra shit so i get in the car i reverse it, but we the car is parked directly in front of the people like building their right. apartment building right so when we pullin' off, we like trying to ease off and then hurry up and smash off. So I put the car in reverse and I back out the parking spot.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon
2: And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: So, but he working the the gear, right? I'm just hoping oh, you just like, drive. Okay. with him, yeah. So I'm thinking this nigga put the car and nigga still in drive. This still reverse. got in reverse. I done smashed on the gas, <laughs> boom. Boom, hit a tree. <laughs> Man, I'm like, oh shit, shit, shit. I hurry up and park the car. Get out the car. We take our run in the back. Cause I ain't want to run this way, cause my building right here. Right. So we run behind they building. And I run through the back way of my building and go change my clothes. Type shit. So I come back out the Cal County the police out there. So I walk up. So they like, uh, who seen where they went? Who seen where they went? Woo-woo. I'm like, I seen them. They had on white. They ran that way. They ran that way. <laughs> my bitch-ass little cousin and told his mama it was me. Oh, man. So the police don't know, but my mama know. Right. So now, goddamn, they he done told, but I think I I can't remember. I, I got to call my mama and ask her, like, did she whoop me about that? Because I think she that's like, she punched me about that, like, ooh, or something. I remember I got in big trouble for that, and right. I just remember that being, like, a couple of days after the school bus incident. Because mm-hmm. that was, like, fresh. Like, I really wasn't supposed yeah, to be outside. Right. You're supposed to be inside. Yeah. You, not only are you outside, you doing some hoogs. Oh, lunch. no. That's how I got to go outside. Oh, God. I told my mama I was taking my little brother to the park. Okay. So, my little brother was at the park with my little sister. Right. That's how I got outside. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, God. So, you were supposed to be outside.
3: You just wasn't supposed to be in no hood shit. Oh, God. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. That. <laughs>
4: And your brother right dived you out. My little cousin. Your little cousin did. Yeah. He told his mama that it was me. And my his mama told my mama type shit.
3: But did the police ever find out it was you? No. Well, you straight there. Statue yeah. of limitations up. Oh, God.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> sports. Did you play sports? I played football, but I was too small. But I tried. You tried? But really, I had to for probation. Okay. Like, they was like, you got to be in as many extracurricular activities as possible to keep you from doing shit, just being at home, doing nothing. Right. So I had to. But then, like, at the, I only played one season because at the end of the season, my mama them didn't have enough money to pay the dues. Right. So I only played one season. I probably got on the field three times. What position did you play? Wide receiver and cornerback. Okay.
3: Had you stuck with it, you think you'd have been pretty good?
4: Yeah, because I ended up getting taller like okay. as I got older. Right. So probably yeah. For sure. But I stopped going to school in ninth grade. Well, you might have been an NFL player. Facts. <laughs> but I don't think the average do the how much money do the average NFL player make? Do they make more than a rapper? <laughs> <coughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, It all
3: the I me. Mean, I think I went
4: the right route. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I mean, unless you play
3: quarterback, now quarterbacks, they make some bread. Yeah, they make 40, 50 mil a year. Yeah, but you are doing better than that too. So you did the right thing.
4: Yeah, facts. Yeah,
3: you ain't. You don't got to take no hits.
4: <laughs> yeah, nah. Y'all <laughs> yeah, be bruised up. Yeah, ain't no nigga finna be pushing me to the ground and all that. So you go. So the ninth grade. well,
3: that's the farthest you went in school, right? Yeah, you dropped out. So I got kicked out eighth grade. Oh, you got kicked out of eighth grade. For the second semester of eighth grade. What'd you do to get kicked out? The bus shit. Oh, me. so yeah, but you had but I thought you could go if you went to another county outside
4: of the cab, you were straight. I still, that's what we thought. So we moved up the street to Gwinnett County. hmm And I had to go to alternative school right. in Gwinnett County. Right. And they make you well, like, that shit was just different, bro. Like. Because when I went to alternative school in the Carrot County, you know, it's black kids. It's still like, it's still like regular. Right. I got out there, it was just nothing but Mexicans. But it was some black people too. But right. this when I first learned about gangs and right. shit. Right, okay. Type shit. So I went there for a semester. Then I went to South Gwinnett High School for mm-hmm. like, probably like a semester. Okay. Then they was trying to kick me out because I was... Smelling like weed in school, mm-hmm. falling asleep in class. But this is about around the time when I'm telling you, like, I ain't I ain't really feel like shit was going to get me nowhere because right. I'm an immigrant. Right. So I just stopped caring. Right. So my mama just withdrew me type shit. And she started like trying to homeschool me and shit. And then that shit. I don't know. It's just eventually I just I don't know what the hell. Happened. But it just stopped. You just gotta realize that man,
3: school ain't for me.
4: Yeah. Oh, God right yeah and so what so once you realize
3: like school ain't for me what do you so like what are you gonna do you got to do something
4: shit hustle shit <laughs> <laughs> that's all you that's all i could do for real. did you ever get your dgd no nah, i'm finna get it though
3: so when you when you okay your mom takes you out of school Ooh, i got my G- no i don't think i do no your mom takes you out of school she's gonna try to homeschool you you like if it this ain't for me What do you tell your mom? Mom, school ain't for me. Hey, I'm not going. This homeschooling ain't working. I'm going to get on this grind. Or did you or did you just like, I just got to do what I got to do?
4: Honestly, my mama always just knew like because I used to be getting in trouble for like having cars lined up outside the house and shit. So like, Cars lined up outside the house. Yeah, types.
3: You a general manager of a car dealership or something? Yeah. That's the, that's the only way that's supposed to happen.
4: Like people outside waiting in the car. And shit. Okay, yeah. So she, I feel like she had an idea, but I think I was just too grown. Even though I was young, I was just like grown. Like I can't explain it. It was like you, you, you was can't much tell older nothing. than your age. Yeah, like you can't tell me nothing because I already be gone for goddamn two three weeks at a time type shit so it's like if you tell me something i'm gonna just get the hell on right and go do it somewhere else so when did the affiliation with the gangs when did that come about like i don't know i feel like when you from the hood they just automatically like affiliate you with a gang right just growing up in the area did you feel so you? I ain't need- i ain't never been initiated into no gang you right. No shit yeah.
3: So that's 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 you're not a part of a gang. It, no. People just assume. Yeah. Because you were doing devious, you know, stuff. Right. right. The, stealing the cars and, and whatever else was going on. They just automatically assume you were a part of a gang. Right.
4: Just from being from a certain side of town. And shit. Right. Yeah. So
3: did they say anything? Did your mom them say anything to you like, bro, bro, what you going to do with your life? I think I
4: think. My mama used to, like, beg my daddy to, like, step up type shit more than, like, to me. Mm-hmm. Like, because I feel like she felt, she probably felt like, shit, what else can he do for her? Right. Type shit. And it wasn't like I was just stupid. Like, I kind of knew what I was doing mm-hmm. type shit. So I think she more used to, like, say that shit to my daddy, like, come, like, get him or come be with him or... But then again, it's like she probably was saying that. But I wouldn't would have. I wouldn't have went for that though. Yeah, I was about to say.
3: Yeah. Even if he had come, if he had come to the states and tried to take you back, were you gonna
4: go? I, younger. Yeah, I probably would have. Like sixteen, seventeen. Right. But by the time I was twenty. Well, you I, grown ass I, man. I, I mean, he can't get you to go nowhere. Right. I had my son though. Right. So it wasn't that wasn't an option no more. Right. Type shit. Mm-hmm. I had my son the same year I got shot, so that was 2013. I right, was 20. So you was 20. Yeah.
3: Take us back to that day. Do you remember anything about that day? About the, the day you got shot and your friend got killed. Do you remember anything about that day? Was it a normal day? Did you wake up like, oh, this is this is a Tuesday, this is a Wednesday. I'm gonna start my day. I'm gonna, gonna carry on. What was it about that day? Did anything feel different? <sighs>
4: Yeah, it kind of, some, it ain't really feel different, but when I look, you know how you in the moment, you, you don't, it don't feel different. Right. But you look back on it, and it's like, damn. Because that day was my birthday. Okay. So, like, you was turning 21, correct? Yeah. Okay. It was my birthday, his his mama birthday, and his nephew birthday. Okay. So y'all got the same birthday. So I was trying to, like, book a hotel room so we could have, like, a kickback and shit. Okay. Like, for that weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, he called me because I had like a couple cars and shit, like, but they were my not stolen cars, like cars I paid for. OK. And, and one of my cars, I had speakers in the trunk. like You know how people put speakers in yeah. the trunk. And one of his speakers went out in one of his cars. So he needed one of mine. And he was like, shit, I'm going to just give you one of mine. When I, when I, whenever I go buy a new one, I don't feel like going up there now. So and he was like, I want to see kamari too, my son. Right. So I wasn't at the house. I was with my other partner. He ended up getting killed too. His name, one one. I was with him. He was like riding with me and shit. We was trying to get the. He was gonna get the hotel room in his name because I ain't got no ID. I ain't got no license. Mm-hmm. So I needed somebody to get the room in their name. So I was riding with him and shit. And Johnny is my friend who was with me that got killed. Okay. He had went to my mama house because. Me and my mama, me and my mama last baby daddy, like my little sister daddy, mm-hmm. um, we had, I went in like, we was paying rent on the house. Okay. They was paying more than me, but I was paying, I was probably paying like 500, they was probably paying like 600 okay. or some shit. And um, so we was all staying together. So he had, because um, remember I told you like my mama and her other baby daddy mm-hmm. broke up. Right. And shit. And she ain't had nowhere to go type shit. Right. So we finally back together mm-hmm. in the house. So Johnny had went to my mama's house and he had went to see my mama, went to see my son, and he had got to speak out the car and shit. Okay. But I remember, like, that whole day. Now that you said, it, like, I remember that whole day I kept telling myself, like, I got to pull up on Johnny. I got to pull up on Johnny type shit. Cause he wanted something that I had, and I wanted something that he had. Right. So um after he seen my son and shit, and that was his first time just going to see my son on his own. Like mm-hmm. he ain't never did that before. Right. Type shit. So after he went to go see my little boy and shit, I had pulled up at his house. And he was like, um, he was like, ride with me somewhere right quick, I gotta handle some shit. He was like, I don't feel like going in my car though. Let's let's just ride in your car. Okay. Cause I was in one of my little pluck plugs, like like a hoopy right. type shit, like a low key car. Mm-hmm. So goddamn, the shit so crazy because like, when we was in the car, on the way to wherever he was trying to go to, his grandma called, and his grandma was on the exact same street, but. Where we was going was to the left, and where his grandma was at was to the right, but okay. on the same street. Okay, And she called, like, right before we turned on the street. Like, we was at the light waiting to go left mm-hmm. type shit. So when I used to think back on it, I used to be like, damn, like, you know how that be like, in life, you, you got a choice, like, which go way left. you can go type shit. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, damn, if he would have went right, he would have still been alive type right. shit. So we, made, we, made, we ended up making a left or whatever. We ended up pulling up or whatever. And like a nigga just jumped in the back seat and just was like, get up type shit. Then a whole bunch of this shit started happening. Boom, boom, boom,
3: boom, 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 Do you type think shit. with the setup? Because, I mean, you say this is, the, this is a bucket. This is the car that, you know, low-key, don't nobody really know. Did, did people know you had this car?
4: Mm-mm. Not people who knew me because I was always like a super low-key. Right. Like, I got a fly, I had a flashy car, too. Right. But, no, nah, didn't nobody know about this car for real. I be thinking back on, like, a lot of shit. Because even, like, after that shit, I used to be like, damn, I didn't do like, a lot of shit to a lot of people type shit. Mm-hmm. So I used to be like, this shit could have came from anywhere type right. shit. So that right. day used to cross my mind. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know.
3: Did you feel you let your guard down to allow somebody to get to jump on you like that?
4: Not really, not really. Cause I was on point. I think that's how I made it. Type shit. Like I was already looking back. Type shit. Did you know the guy? Mm.
3: I ain't know. So he says, give it up. Whatever you had on you, like, okay, bro, hey, whatever I got here, take. Mm. You didn't have it. You, you say I ain't got none, bro. I had some. But you told him you you told him you didn't have anything.
4: No, I had something else for him. Oh, you had, yeah. Not what he wanted. Right, (laughs) right,
3: right. Okay, okay.
4: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Type shit. But he had something for me, too. Right. (laughs) Shit. So he got to jump on you? Kind of. Not really, though, because they was really scared, for real. It was one or two? It was two of them. It was two of them, okay. One of them jumped in the back seat. Okay. One of them was standing up outside the car. Okay. Type shit. So the one who was standing Standing outside the car, he shot me off the rip, right here. Okay. Cause I'm turned like this. So he like, fuck nigga. Boom. Type shit. Okay. Then he take off running. So now it's just me and Buddy in the back seat. Okay. But my brother, he um like I remember screaming to him, type shit, because me and Buddy started going back and forth. Like his arm was like over the seat, and my arm was like over the seat. Okay. So I remember like, but I was shot. So I remember saying like, like Johnny, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, mm-hmm. type shit. And me and Buddy was just going back and forth. And then he started, Buddy in the back seat started screaming like, ah, ah. So you hit him. Yeah. But I was hit up too. Right. So when I remember like the gun jammed type shit. So I had cocked it back again. And when I put my arm over the seat, he put his gun on my arm and shot me. So my gun fell out of my hand. Mm-hmm. And I remember us fighting over my gun. Then it went off one more time. Boom! And I got shot right here in my hand from holding the gun type mm-hmm. shit. Then he got up and he tried to run and he collapsed type shit. And then I remember... um. That's when I, I had an iPhone in. This was probably like the iPhone 3 or some shit. <laughs> Ugly ass iPhone. Yeah. So goddamn, I remember like trying to unlock the phone to call 911. And like my blood kept drying up the screen right. type shit. So I remember I got out the car. But first, that's how I, I knew Johnny was there type shit. Cause like after Buddy got out the car and ran, I remember I told Johnny like, pull off bro, pull off, pull off. And then, the car wasn't moving, but his his foot was on the gas, right. but it was in park. Right. So the engine was just like revved eh. up. Then it, it was like some movie shit. The windshield wipers was like, shh, shh, but it wasn't raining. Right. And then, you know, the door, like when you got the door open, ding, 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 like mm-hmm. the, the alarm to tell you close the door right. type shit. So I jumped out the car. I went and knocked on somebody's door. They ain't not come to the door. So I went back to the car and got down. I unlocked my phone. I, I finally, like, I didn't even unlock it. Back then, it was, like, slide for emergency call. Right. So I ended up sliding it. Call 911, like, yeah, yeah I'm shot. Woo-woo. They get to the ass in all tight, just dick out. ass questions, like, <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Like, I'm shot. What, it's sh- it's- what street? Man, what the fuck you mean, what street? Who, who, I don't know the street. I'm just shot. Right. Type shit. So... They like, um, I remember telling them like my my brother dad, my brother dad type shit. And then I remember laying there and I guess the nigga who was driving them niggas, he came looking for the nigga who was in the back seat. I guess he couldn't find the nigga. So goddamn, they um he rolled back past and I remember being on the phone because I thought they was finna ride back past to handle the business. Right. So I scooped back. Type shit. I was on the phone to like, like they grind back past, ooh, 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 type shit. Then I remember the police pulled up. Um, I don't even think I told her. I think I just put the phone like down, type shit, and just did it like that. Then the police pull up, so I get out the car because I'm a victim. I'm like, man, this nigga talking. I put your hands up. He put your hands up. Let me see your hands. I'm like, bro, I can only put, I can only put this arm up. Cause remember I told you, he shot me sure in this no arm. One. So I put the arm up. I'm like, I'm shot in this arm, I'm shot in this arm. He like, um, sit on the curb and put both of your hands behind your back. I'm like, man, I'm shot in this arm. I can't put it behind my back. He like, put it behind your back. So I think I just like mean this shit like that type shit. Then I sat right there for a minute then the ambulance pulled up. And when the ambulance got there, um, I remember the lady, it was a white lady. I want to see her, like... So I wonder, like, how she doing type shit. But she she was in the uh, back of the ambulance, so they put me on the stretcher and shit. They cut my clothes open, put me on the stretcher, so she put me in the back. And she was like, um... She was like, um... Let's hurry up and get him to the hospital before the sergeant get here and he bleed to death type shit. Because I guess, like, when, when you in critical condition or some shit, like, um... Well, I don't even think I was in critical condition. I think I was just bleeding a lot. Right. I guess, like, they, they objective is for the detective to hurry up and ask you questions just in case Right. type shit. So she was like, hurry up. So they put me in ambulance, and we just went to the hospital. How many times did you get hit? Six. And then... No vital organs, though? No, no vital organs.
3: So what do you think happened to you? He got friendly fire?
4: my brother yeah the one that was in the car with you no i think the dude in the back seat shot him in the head oh okay like when it first happened right because he had his gun on him too right but he never shot right so that's why when you're
3: saying johnny shoot him he couldn't because he had already got hit yeah i think he got hit like off the real
4: type shit right
3: yeah so what happened to the guy that was in the back that
4: ended up collapsing did he live Mm -mm. yeah he lived okay he was paralyzed right i don't know about now well that's what i heard you know how you hear shit in the street but you don't know right yeah he lived though from what i remember right what i know yeah the guy did they ever find the guy that shot you that was outside the car yeah they 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 they, i don't know about i know they found two people but i didn't know what they looked like right so i i couldn't tell like the police shit really it was dark type right so i think they ended up they got charged and then it got thrown out Mm -hmm. type shit
0: if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon